You are now listening to the voice of Yahweh taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Good afternoon. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and Yahshua in the highest. Amen? Amen. All right, let's get right into this. The voice of Yahweh. The voice of Yahweh. I believe it's very, very important of God wanting to give it. I did this message about seven years ago, but it's a little different this time. A little different. Okay? Actually, a lot different. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about how you hear God. How you hear Him. Okay? Or even if you are hearing Him. Amen? That's what we're talking about today. And we're going to prove some things. Okay? We're going to break some old habits and old ways. And maybe you can start anew. How does God's voice sound? How does His voice sound? How does his voice sound? You would only know how his voice sounds if he actually spoke to you. Okay? If he actually spoke to you. I can say I know how his voice sounds. I literally can say that. Because of our relationship. Being called of God. As Moses was. As Peter the apostles. As the prophets. As Paul on the road to Damascus. More similar to him. You get to know God's voice. You get to understand God's voice. You get to hear it. And God's voice is not something that people, humans, Christians, would, hey, I spoke to God today. No. That's how it works. Okay? That's not how it works at all. I guarantee you that. I can tell you that for a fact. You can look through biblical events and it will describe the speaking of God's voice. Okay? It is nothing that you would say, hey, I spoke to God today. That's not how it works. Okay? That's a prideful person wanting to have a relationship with God and not wanting to do the work. That's what that is. We're going to get into the voice of Yahweh and what it actually is and what it actually means. And there's no denying what you're about to hear today because it's all from the word of God. No denying it at all. We're going to start in John 5. John 5. And I want you to open your heart and your mind to this truth, to this message. Because it's God speaking. It's God speaking. But doesn't God speak in many ways? His voice. His voice. Speaks in one way. Okay? His voice speaks in one way because that's just the way it is. Okay? His message speaks in several ways. Okay, there's a difference. His message speaks several ways. Several ways. So open your mind, get comfortable. Don't get too comfortable, let you fall asleep. But get comfortable enough to release your old thoughts and make way for new truth. Amen? Let's get right to it. We're going to start in John chapter 5. John 5 for 37. Christ speaking here, which is the word of God. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory to God. And after the Father himself, which had sent me, speaking of himself, hath borne witness of me, ye have neither heard his voice at any time, 
nor seen his shape. You haven't heard his voice, you haven't seen his shape. Jesus Christ is speaking. He's speaking to the Pharisees and Sadducees here. Because they think they know who he is. They think they understand the voice of God. They think they know when they hear God. I'm going to be very clear here. Christ speaking here. So what we're going to break down today is, based on your pureness, and I'll say pureness with God, your pureness with God, that's the deciding factor, how close you get to God, or how far away you are from God, what God allowed you to see, what he allowed you to hear, amen? So listen to what he's saying, 38. And ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he have sent, him ye believe not. He's saying, Yahweh sent me, Emmanuel, God with us. And you don't believe. Not you per se, but the Pharisees, they didn't believe. Christ had secret students within both sects of Pharisee and Sadducee. But most of them did not believe. It is with the church, not believing, not doing the things that God would say to do, which would make them a believer. Okay? There's a difference. It's a huge difference. Watch this. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. Now, I want you to get this and understand this. Search the scriptures because he's saying, for in them you think you have, you think. He's saying you think you have eternal life. Search the scriptures. Okay? Search the very scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me, which speak of me. He's saying, I am the living word. I am the living word of God. Everything on paper, on papyrus, is who Christ is. It's who he is. He's saying, it's who I am. God's sacred name, Eashaiah. He says, if you can't hear the word of God, I know you don't hear my father's voice. See, God allows people, Christians, to hear his voice through the word of God. And then he allows other people not to hear his voice through the word of God. Okay? If you are able to hear his voice through the word of God, and not the voice voice, but his voice if that makes any sense to you. But the voice, okay? Then you're blessed. But if you can't hear the truth in the word of God, that means you can't hear Jesus Christ. That means you can't hear God's voice. Jesus Christ is the voice of God. The word we read on top of this papyrus is the word of God. It's the voice of God. It's one of his many ways of communicating with you. Amen. You'll see. 40. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life, eternal life. Instead, you play games with your own soul. That's a frightening thing. Is it not? That's a frightening thing. When he says you won't come to me to have life, to have eternal life. Instead, you're playing games with your own soul. Because one day you're real, the next day you're not. One day you're for me, the next day you're not. One day you're all in, the next day you're not all in. 
And that's because you don't hear his voice. The way you should hear his voice. 41. I received not honor from men. I don't care about honor from men, Christ saying. I don't care about honor from men. 42. But I know you. He does. He knows everyone. But he knows them. That ye have not the love of God in you. Because if you did, you would show it. And you will love me and you will know me because you will know my voice. John chapter 10, Christ says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. They know my voice. And a stranger's voice they will not follow. They will not hear. You know what that means? It means that those who love God can hear God's voice and they will not be deceived by a false prophet. That's what that means. But how many of you want to hear God's voice? Amen. How many of you want to go to the deeper level of the truth? To actually hear God's voice. To have God speak to you. I know some of you think that he does. Okay. But I'm here to tell you. You need to know who you're speaking to. Or who's speaking to you. Amen. It's a dangerous thing not to know the voice of God. I'm going to describe it to you in a, in a few. But I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am Eashir, come in my father's name. That's a sacred name. Yahweh. Eashir, I am. And ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name. In his own name, him or her, you will receive. Because you love anything that's not the truth. Listen to what he's saying. And if you love anything that's not the truth, you're going to hear anything that's not the truth. It's going to be plain. It's going to be clear. It's going to be simple to you. You're going to get it. But the truth you struggle with. The truth you struggle with. The smallest form of truth you struggle with, but you swallow a whole camel's hoof. That's someone who can't hear God's truth. Or hear God's voice. How can ye believe. Which receive honor. One of another. How could you believe someone who says. Oh yeah I vows for you. I don't need anyone to vows for me. God vouches for me. What I teach vouches for me. Amen. I don't need anyone to vows for me. Not my wife. Not my children. Not a member of the church. Not a member of anywhere. I don't need anyone to vouch. For me, as a man of God. Because heaven does. And this is what he's saying. The people on earth today, and even back then, back then and today, nothing's changed. They honor one another. And seek not the honor that cometh from God only. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. Right? It's a problem. If you understand what I'm saying to you. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father when I pray or when I return to heaven. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. I know they're, they're, they're pricked to their heart because he's saying, you trust Moses' word. Moses spoke of me and you won't even trust me because you can't hear the truth. Because there's no truth in you. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. 
for he wrote of me, I am the word of God. But if you believe not his writing, how shall you believe my words? For I am the living word of Yahweh. Hear what he's saying here? So we're going to jot this down next to this couple of verses here. In order to hear God's voice, you must hear his truth. Okay? You must not hear part of his truth. You must not hear what you want to hear and leave the rest. But you must hear his truth as a whole. For his truth shapes and molds us. Amen? It shapes and molds us. It shapes and molds us. His truth. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Some quick hitters here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. So Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Listen to Christ, Christ speak here. What a teacher he is. I like the title of this, be doers of the word. Be doers of the word. It's not ones who say you're doers, or one who say I hear God, or one who... Say, I hear Christ, I hear the word of God, I'm a Christian, and never follow, really. They pick and choose their spots. Don't be that person, because you're going to have a bad relationship with God. 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Those are tough words. I mean, they are tough words. Not Everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Not everyone who calls my name. Not everyone who claims to be a Christian will enter into the kingdom of heaven. There's a qualification here. And the qualification is you must be a doer of Yahweh's will in order to get into heaven. I thought all you had to do was believe. Believe and do. Believe and do. Believe and do. Believe and do. 22. Many will say to me in that day, what day? The day of the Lord. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Question. That's a question mark. <laughs> and in thy name cast out devils. That's a question mark. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Question mark. So if they did all these things, why would Christ say, away from me, I never knew you? Why? Because you, these people never really had a chance to have a relationship with Christ. They never really tried to have a relationship with Christ. They're play actors. They're fake. They're jealous. They're envious. They're hateful. They're prideful people with the tag of Christian. 23, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's a hard thing for Christ to say to someone who claims to be a Christian most of their life. Amen. And then when they see him, when they, when they see him, and he says, away from me, I never knew you. But you just going to stand there? No, he's going to move you. Have you moved? I never got to know you. Because you work your own self-righteousness and haven't submitted to me yet. You hear that, right? Have not submitted to God yet. 
you're creating your own religion in your brain. That's a no-no. There's no way you're going to hear the voice of God. There's no way you're going to see the miracles of God. Watch this. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him or her unto a wise man or woman, which built his or her house upon a rock, that rock being Jesus Christ. If you hear and do. Because if you hear and you don't do, you didn't really hear. Makes sense, right? If you hear and don't do, you did not really hear. There's some people who say, yes, Lord, but never get around to doing the yes. And then there's some people who say, no, Lord, and just never do it. But then there's people who say, yes, Lord, and are actually workers for God. Don't be a fake, hypocrite Christian to the point where you say, yes, Lord, and you never do it. That's the problem. Watch this. Stand on the rock. We're going to get back to this rock. Here we go. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, your house, your body, who you are, life in itself. And it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock, the rock being Christ, the true Christ. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man or a foolish woman, which built his or her house upon the sand. The sand can't hold nothing. You've been to the beach. The sand can't hold anything. A little water makes the whole castle fall. Amen. 27. And the rain descended. There you go. By castle. And the floods came. By castle. What you're standing on is no foundation. And the winds blew. Bye bye. And beat upon the house, your body. And it fell. And great was the fall of it. Great was the fall. It's a great fall. Because you could build something. I played in the sand. I played in the sand with my kids. Okay? And you build something so high. If your foundation is sand. And then a tide come in. They'll be like. Oh no. And you be like. Didn't have it on a firm foundation. And it came to pass. When Jesus had ended these sayings. The people were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one having authority. And not as the scribes. Christ teaches with the power of God because he is the power of God. He is the word of God. He is the voice of God. Jesus Christ. You got to understand that. So the question to you is, where, where will you be when Yahweh shakes the earth and heaven? And what will you be standing on? Because if you hear Yahweh's voice, he will lead you to the rock. It will lead you to the rock, Jesus Christ. But if you're just a yes person, your foundation is no good. You're not hearing anywhere. And it's a problem. Let's go to Psalms 29. Psalms 29. Don't be a yes person. Know what you're here for. Know why you're here. Psalms 29, verse 1. This is beautiful. I love this psalm. Psalms 29, verse 1, and it reads, Give unto the Lord Yahweh, O ye mighty, that's the angels, 
the host of heaven, and those who know this truth, give unto the Lord Yahweh glory and strength. Give unto the Lord Yahweh the glory due his name. Worship the Lord Yahweh in the beauty of holiness. Always give Yahweh and Christ what's due to them. Their just love and perfect worship. Perfect worship. Not worship that causes you to be distracted in life or worship that causes you to have your mind on something else. But when you're in worship to God, worship God. Amen? When you are in worship to God, worship God. Just that simple. It really is. Watch this, verse 3. The voice of the Lord, Yahweh, is upon many waters. It's beautiful. Many peoples, every nation. That's the one book, the Bible, is on every nation. Some nations now are starting to take it away. Okay? That's their fault, though. The voice of the Lord, Yahweh, is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord Yahweh is upon many waters. The word thunder of here is speaketh. Let's read it again. The voice of the Lord Yahweh is upon many waters. The God of glory thundereth. He speaketh. The Lord Yahweh is upon many waters. He speaks to his children who can hear and understand. Who can hear and understand and know and do for Yahweh's will. That's who he speaks to. Watch this. If you claim that God speaks to you, or if you claim that you hear God, and you do nothing for God, I could tell you you're not speaking to God. And I could tell you that you're not hearing from God. I could tell you that right now. Four. The voice of the Lord Yahweh is powerful. The voice of the Lord Yahweh is full of majesty, wonderful and full of wisdom. Wonderful and full of wisdom. That you hear with understanding and you do. The voice of the Lord Yahweh breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord Yahweh breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. I don't know if you know how big a cedar of Lebanon is, but it's massive verse 6 he maketh them also to skip like calf like a calf a young young calf Lebanon and Saron like a young unicorn this is wild ox there is no unicorn translated wild ox the voice of the Lord Yahweh divideth the flames of fire now this is a beautiful verse he divided up the flames of fire. He knows where to strike at all times. He doesn't make any mistakes. Not one. He is God. Now I want you to understand something. Okay? So what comes first? Thunder or lightning? Though it is theoretically possible to hear thunder and then see lightning, lightning actually causes thunder. And I want you to understand something. This is the separating of the fire here. Okay? 
So it comes first. So lightning is the voice of God. Watch this. Thunder is the noise that is caused by the sound of the rapid expansion of the air that gets suddenly heated by a bolt of lightning. Lightning is extremely hot and it can get hotter than 54,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay? When lightning hits the air, there is a huge temperature difference in our air. Okay? In our air, in our dimension. Listen close. Okay? And the air around the lightning bolt heats up very quickly. As a result, the heat causes the air to explode because it expands so quickly, which causes the loud cracking noise that starts to roll of thunder. The rumbling noise that follows the crack is the results of vibration in the air. The speed travels faster than sound. Faster than sound. I want you to see the separation of light, of fire, okay? And the reason I came here is because I want you to understand that if you hear the thunder, you miss the voice, okay? You completely missed it all. You're just hearing the echo, okay? You're hearing the echo of what you should have heard. If you see the, if you see the lightning, which is an amazing thing to see, because it's, it separates from the thunder. It separates. God separates the fire. Just like he separates those that he will show. And allow to hear his voice. The thunder. The rumbling. The lightning. He separates those that he will allow to see his miracles. His greatness. He separates them from others. And I want you to see that. Let's go people making up things in their brain and in their mind because they want to be close to God so bad. Why not just do it? Why not just do it? Amen? Why not just be close to your father? God's a God of love because if you continue to make stuff up, lightning just might strike in a place that you don't want it to strike. Verse 8, the voice of the Lord, Yahweh, Shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. It truly does. It shakes your soul to its core. That's what the word of God. That's what God's voice does. It shakes your soul to its core. To its core. The voice of the Lord Yahweh maketh the hinds of the calves. And discovereth the forest, and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. The Lord Yahweh sitteth on the flood. Yea, the Lord Yahweh sitteth king forever. Amen. There's none greater. The Lord Yahweh will give strength unto his people. The Lord Yahweh will bless his people with peace. So we may see correctly. And live correctly for him. Can't do it without peace. You can't do it without hearing God. Seeing his miracles. Understanding his miracles. God just don't show anyone his miracles. He just don't, he don't allow everyone to be privy to his greatness. Amen. And I want you to understand that. 
God's amazing. You don't want to miss Yahweh's voice. It's everything. His voice determines whether you fall or stand, sink or survive, live eternally or die spiritually. Don't ignore his holy voice. Just because you don't like what is saying, we must listen in love and in spirit and with a humbled mind to receive the truth from the Father's voice. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Because it don't matter if you like it or not. It just, it just does not matter. I want you to understand that. On Judgment Day, Lord, I didn't like what, what you had pastor saying. Who cares? Away from me, I never knew you. Go to 1 Kings. My man, Elijah. 1 Kings 19, verse 9. If lightning strikes a tree, the tree's done. Completely done. If lightning strikes a human, the human's done. Okay? Most people don't survive lightning strike. Okay? It's rare that they do. If lightning strikes a football field when people are playing on it, they're done. You know what happened to the soccer field years ago where they were playing and lightning struck because they didn't get off the field fast enough anyway. And it struck. Everyone died. Everyone died. It's crazy. You ever felt thunder that shakes your whole home? Shakes your whole home. Shakes your whole house. I was in a hospital one time and it was thundering and lightning and it shook the whole hospital. I was in the elevator one time and it was thundering and lightning and the elevator stopped for five minutes because the lightning struck the hospital. For five minutes, that's a long time. To be in a dark place. We tell our kids God's bowling when you, when you hear that. Because they be freaking out. <laughs> My mother used to say, when you hear the lightning, I'd be like, Phew. if he wasn't so bad, you wouldn't be scared. Okay, Ma. <laughs> I'm a child. Here we go. Right, let me get out of my inner child here. Let me get out of there. All right, here we go. First Kings 19, verse 9. Elijah. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord Yahweh came to him. And he said unto him, What dost thou hear, Elisha? What do you, what do you hear, Elijah? This is God speaking to Elijah. He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord Yahweh, God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. It's just me, Lord. But it's really not. There's a hundred prophets of God hidden in the mountains, okay, that Elijah don't know about. But they're there. He thinks it's just him, literally. Just the prophet of prophets again. Elijah. Watch this, 11. Listen to God. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord Yahweh. And behold, the Lord Yahweh passed by, and a great strong wind rent the mountain. 
and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord Yahweh. But the Lord Yahweh was not in the wind. He was not in the rock spirit. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord Yahweh was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord Yahweh was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. It's beautiful, beautiful verse. Very famous. The still small voice. The sound of stillness. Even a sound mind. To learn and to hear Yahweh's voice. That's what that still small voice is. The sound of stillness. Anybody know what stillness sound like? Hmm? I know what stillness sound like. To have a sound mind. Rivers are noisy. Okay? The depths of the ocean is deep. And when they're quiet, they're quiet. They're still. They're still. Watch, listen to this. Still sound mind allows you to learn Yahweh's voice, to hear his voice, to receive him. The fire, the wind, the earthquake was the Old Testament. Okay? The Old Testament. The OT God didn't play. Okay? And I want you to know the OT God did not play. And he had every reason not to play because Jesus Christ had to be perfect for him to come through. And Satan was always trying to take that seed line to make it his own. So that when the OT God says something and you didn't do what the OT God said, fire's coming. When the OT God says something, you didn't do what the OT God said, earthquake coming. When the OT God says something, you didn't do what the OT God said, spirit's coming. Can't tolerate foolishness. Okay? It's the Old Testament Yahweh. The still water is Yahweh's wonderful grace. That's Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay? That still voice. That still voice. And sometimes that gets revved up. Sometimes that gets loud as a rushing wave. Amen? To learn and do. To learn and do. That's that still voice. You gotta have a sound mind. To hear the voice of Jesus Christ. But if you don't hear. Or you won't hear. Y'all have a still voice. To learn and do. You will receive the wind. You will receive the earthquake. You will receive the spirit. You will receive the fire. When Yahweh pours out his wrath. On those who choose. To not listen. To close their heart and ears and mind. To Christ Jesus our Lord and Savior I want you to see that okay there's a difference you got you got to see the difference here the OT God is the God that didn't play okay but mercy was still present but he didn't play as he would tell them when Moses was getting the um, Ten Commandments he would say to them he'd say if a dog even touches the mountain fire is gonna burn everyone up so keep the animals back Keep your people back. Keep your children back. Don't touch the mountain when I'm on the mountain. Only Moses and Joshua can be on the mountain. That's it. Why is there a separation between Moses and Joshua? Because the purity of their relationship with God. So you can see the miracle. You can hear the voice of God. God's going to speak to you in a different way. Let's continue. 
Somebody understand what I'm saying. I can feel it. When Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went down and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? <laughs> now I want you to understand this in this verse 13. Because when you hear the actual, what actually God's voice is, when you hear the thundering of the voice of God, it shakes your soul. It literally shakes your soul. You could be, if, if, if you're doing anything, you're not continuing doing what you're doing. You stop instantly. Because it shakes your soul. It shakes your core. When, you, when he who created the soul and the spirit and the flesh speaks. And I ain't talking about the tinkle here and the tinkle there. I'm talking about with his voice. As he would sitting, standing, standing right before you. Speak to you. Elijah does what all of them did. What Jeremiah did. What Ezekiel did. What Paul did. What the apostles did. What all the prophets did. He folded up. Because his core, the core of his soul was rocked by the voice of God. And it's life changing. It puts you on a path. That God has already planned for you to be on. And there is no more back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's none of that. When the voice of God speaks to you. 14. And he said, I have been very jealous over for the Lord Yahweh, God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant. Thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I, only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. God just said, what do you hear? Elijah's, he was, let me tell you the type of person Elijah is and was, okay? He was very, he's, he's very, very stern. He's very stern. And it is what it is, Okay? Take it or leave it. That's what it is. That's why his Elijah's name even implies that. My God is Yahweh. Period. His name even implies his personality. 15. And the Lord Yahweh said unto him, Go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshai shall thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shem, shall thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Praise God. Okay. Give me a break. Sue me. Okay. In thy stack. So you got to remember, if you go all the way back, I think it was last Sunday, where Elijah was speaking of his emotional distress. How he wanted to say, Lord, take my life. I don't want to be here. Take my life. Kill me. I want to go. God's taking him. He's about to translate him. Watch this. I want you to see something. Again, the New Testament, Elisha, which means El. My God is salvation. Elisha. Okay? Even Jesus Christ. 
He's bringing in the New Testament. Okay? More grace, God say. God say, I'm going for more grace now. Okay? I want you to see that. That's what his name means. My God is salvation. Even Jesus Christ. Now, Elijah means my God is Yahweh. Or the Lord is my God. Meaning this is what it is. This is what you get. Or take it or leave it. No games at all. Straight on. Amen. Old Testament. Elijah is fading away. Elisha. My God is salvation. Is bringing forth. Coming forth. Praise God. Because if we keep going. We know. That David will be king. We know. That Solomon would be king. We know that all the way down from umbilical cord to umbilical cord to umbilical cord, Jesus Christ would come. Praise God. Watch this. 17. And it shall come to pass that him that escapeth the sword of Hazel, Hazel shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal. Baal is a type of false worship, but it's also symbolic of Antichrist. And every mouth which have not kissed him. Speaking of Antichrist when he's here. God said, I left to myself 7,000 that will not worship Satan, Antichrist. And they are true to me, my very elect. So we departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shephat who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12th, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Don't you see what's going on? And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done? To thee, Eli again, Elijah was a hard man, okay? It was, this is what it is, take it or leave it. This is a Hebraism. It's like street slang, what he's saying to him, but it's very hard. He's talking to Elisha. So Elijah's saying to Elisha, go back again. Let me translate it for you. For what have I done, for what I have done to thee, Okay? And again, Elijah was a hard man. It's a hard man of God. He's saying, go ahead. I don't care if you say goodbye or if you don't say goodbye to your parents. Just know that you've been called on by God. You have a calling. You're his elect, his anointed. Choose wisely, hear his holy voice, and come quickly. That's what he's saying. That's what is translated in the manuscripts. No time for games. Saying, we got to get this done. I'm leaving. You're taking over. But I'll be back. I don't care if you, I don't care if you say goodbye if you, or if you do say goodbye. Just know that what I've done to you is holy. And it's from God. So hurry up. That's Elisha. That's me. I really don't, I really don't care. Okay? Either you like it or you don't like it. It's your problem. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh 
with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. He heard and he made the right choice. He wasn't worried about his mommy or his daddy. I'm, I'm never going to see you again. And he never would. He never would. He has work to do. Amen. Amen. So we see that after you hear Yahweh's holy voice, we have a decision to make. Whether we listen or not. Whether we do or not. If you hear and do, you're good with Yahweh. If not, you're not who you think you are. Amen. Psalms 46. Psalms 46 verse 6. And it reads, The heathen rage. What is a heathen? Heathens are the nations or someone who refuses or don't believe in God. Now you can't even, if someone never has been introduced to God, Jesus Christ, the truth, you can't call them a heathen. Okay? You could call them someone who just don't know. Okay? But if someone knows there's a God, and someone knows of Jesus Christ, and someone chooses not to follow, they're considered a heathen in God's eyes and mine. That's just what it is. And the heathen always rages. They will always rage no matter what. Because that's what they do. They complain and make rage. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. That fire. Watch this. The Lord Yahweh of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Stop, pause. We're going to connect to the next verse. That's what Selah means. It's a music note. Come behold. This word behold is gaze on. Gaze on. Meaning look hard and, and see. Listen hard and hear. See with your spiritual eyes and hear with your spiritual ears so you can hear the voice of God. And you will hear his voice, his wonderful voice of love, joy, peace, wisdom, hope, truth, salvation, and understanding the hidden things of Yahweh. It's very, very clear. Watch this. Come behold. Gaze on, look hard at the works of the Lord Yahweh. What desolations he hath made in the earth. Now I want you to understand something here. This word desolation, there's only one that makes the anything desolate. That is the Antichrist. So this is a bad translation. Okay. So he who makes anything desolate, he who will makes desolation and will bring in desolation is Antichrist. Desolation here is that bitterness that he brings in. He who makes everything desolate. Satan, Antichrist himself. He's saying you won't be deceived. Those who hear my voice, know my voice. Because Yahweh loves you. That's a lot in that one verse right there. A whole lot. And guess what? If you read that on your own. If a, if a regular Christian reads this on their own. They're going to get it all wrong. Completely wrong. Glory to God. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots in the fire. No more war, only peace. Okay. Watch this. This is what God does. No more war, no more peace. He's going to bring that. Be still 
Just be still is do nothing at all. You hear what he just said? Be still and do nothing at all. And know that I am, God, I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Amen, amen, amen. Period. He's saying, I will be exalted. The Lord Yahweh of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. See, let's stop, pause. We're not connecting to the next verse, though. We're going to Psalms 18. Psalms 18. What did you just learn here, though? Hmm? That you don't hear God's voice. You will be deceived. Amen? You will worship he who makes all things desolate. If you don't hear God's voice, you're going to have trouble in life. Let's go to Psalms 18. Because I want to know what you hear. What do you hear? What do we hear? It is not the voice of God. Because if it's the voice of God, guess what? You wouldn't be who you are. And that's the truth. You will set out on a path of service to God. Day in, day out. You understand what I'm saying? Hmm? There's a difference. There's a difference. Don't make a mockery of the voice of God. Psalms 18.1. If you ever say glory to, glory to God. Excuse me if I say, if I have a couple of hallelujahs within this chapter. I will love thee, O Lord Yahweh, my strength. It's a beautiful, beautiful verse, verse 1. The word love thee is fervently. With pureness. Let's break it down even further. Fervent love. He's saying I will love you with. This is David. I will love you with fervent love. I will love you fervently. To put nothing before. The one you love. To only think of what's pleasing. To the one you love. Not hating. Or reacting. In a sinful way. When we love we are. Living with a forgiving spirit, and we forgive. Never being hostile towards the one you love. Fervent love. This is what David say. He say, "I will never be hostile towards you. I will never hate you for what you for what your word states, or even if it's talking about me and it's going against me. I will never hate you. I will never. I will never mistreat people because I love you. And we're all made in the image of the living God. Amen." Fervent love. I will love thee, O Lord Yahweh, my strength. The Lord Yahweh is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, my horn of plenty, and my high tower. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will call upon the Lord Yahweh, who is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Hallelujah. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The sneers of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord Yahweh, and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, his sanctuary, his kingdom. 
which is way above your head. And my cry came before him, even to his ears. Hallelujah. Then the earth shook and trembled. There's that foundation again, all the way back to Matthew 7, 21 through 29. What you standing on? Then the earth shook and trembled. This is what happens when your relationship with God is one where someone comes against you, someone talks about you, someone hurts you, tries to hurt you, someone does something to you. Amen? This is what that person has to look forward to. Listen to what I'm saying. Then the earth shook and trembled. And the foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. He was angry, not at you, but at those who are fighting against you. There went up a smoke out of the nostrils and fire out of his mouth. Devoured, devoured coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also. Oh my God, this word right here. He bowed the heavens also. You ever seen, carpenters know what I'm speaking of. You ever seen wood get bowed in the shape of something like that? Like you make, you make a, you make an archway in your home. Okay, the simplest archway probably would be a square one. But if you do an archway, you go up like this and you come around, you make that cement bowl. You make that wood bowl. Okay, what God is saying here, it says, listen close now. He makes the heavens and the earth bend. Bend. The heat from God. The fire that he separates. When God moves, things thunder. When something, when God is present, something's shaking. Okay? When he's present, shaking begins. Okay? So if 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 God's saying, if I'm coming down to protect you, I'm causing everything around me, and that I'm going to touch even before I even get to where I have to go to bow in my favor. The heavens part, they bow. The stairs open up, they bow. The earth, the trees, the waters, everything, the mountains move lightly and separate for the presence of God on earth. Glory to God. Absolutely amazing. He bore the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. Hallelujah. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly in that vehicle. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind, Ruach, the spirit. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were, were dark. Water, waters and thick clouds of the skies. You hear what he does to the firmament? At the brightness that was before him. His thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. Listen to your father. The Lord Yahweh also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. This God's voice is a thunder. 
What is God's voice? It is the lightning that strikes. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings of discomforted them, to discomfort them. Your enemies, his enemies. Your enemies are no more. His enemies will be no more. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered. At thy rebuke, O Lord Yahweh, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. This word, many waters, is many troubles. This is what he does. But just one word, he speaks it. Can you hear? Do you, I want you to see, do you see the power? Do you see the power in God? Do you see the power just in his voice alone? Just in his voice alone. He delivered me from my strong enemy. You only got one strong enemy, and his name is Satan. And from them which hated me. You got a lot of them, a lot of haters. For they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord Yahweh was my stay. Hallelujah. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Now listen and pay close attention. This is why God delivers. He delivered me because he delighted in me. There is no situation in your life that if God delights in you, if you are one that God allows to see his glory, his glory. If you are one that God allows to see his salvation, if you are one that God allows to hear his voice, truly, he is delighted in you. Because you are a delight to him. You are in a different place. And there's nothing that you can go through that God can't handle. It may seem large to you, but to him is teeny weeny. It is teeny weeny. It is small to God. 20. The Lord Yahweh rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. You've been rewarded? What has God done for you? He's only going to do according to the cleanliness of your hands. That's it. If your life's a struggle, it's because you're not clean. Amen? Simple as that. If your life's a struggle, it's because you are not clean. The word of God doesn't lie. Okay, And if you are clean, he's going to reward you according to the cleanliness of your hands. He's going to bless you. I want you to see the relationship that he's trying to show you that you must have with him. For I have kept the way of the Lord Yahweh and have not wickedly departed from my God. There's nowhere for me to go, David saying. Nowhere at all. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I hear what he said. I took heed to what he said. And I became a doer. I didn't put it behind me at all. I didn't put it behind me at all. I didn't throw his word behind me. 23. I was also upright before him, with him. This before him is with him. No one's before God. It's either you're behind him or he allowing you to be with him. And I kept myself from my iniquity, from my sin. I kept myself from my sin, my secret sin. 
I kept myself from my secret sin. I kept myself from the things that pull me from God. I kept myself from the wicked one, Satan. Do you see the transformation of mind? Do you see the transformation of spirit? Do you see the transformation of being here? Must be a transformation. You must decide or choose to not want to be the way you used to be. Amen? You must decide or choose that you don't want to be the way you used to be. If not, keep wishing. 24. Therefore, hath the Lord Yahweh recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, in his eyesight. He knows who you are. He knows exactly what you do. He knows exactly what you think. He knows exactly how you feel. There's no fooling God at all. Nothing against people with tattoos. Okay? But... But if you're in the truth and you get a new tattoo and God said not to get a tattoo, are you listening to God? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Because why did God, why, why, in, the, why in the first place did God say not to get tattoos? And I don't even know why this came up. Why did he say not to get tattoos? He said because that's what the heathen does. And we know the heathen rage. It's an expression. It's how I'm expressing myself. Okay. Why would God say not to cut the side of your eyebrow right here with three slits or two slits or four or five, six slits? Okay. He said, because that's what the heathen do. It's a form of bell worship. And people don't even realize it. Book of Leviticus is real. Read it. It's awesome. How clean are your hands? You want, to, you want God to speak to you? You want to be closer to God? You want to have a greater walk with God? How clean are your hands? How clean is your mind? Watch this. 26. With the pureness, thou wilt show thyself pure. Listen now. This is how God's going to deal with you. If you're pure, he's going to show himself purely to you. You're going to see some things. You're going to hear some things. Okay? And with the forward, thou wilt show thyself forward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but will bring down high looks, prideful people. What about purity? What is it about purity that God loves? What is it about purity that God loves? What is it? The pureness of one's heart, one's spirit. That would allow God to dwell inside of you and to live inside of you and to show you his glory and to sh let you hear the rumbling of his voice and how when it rumbles so much and you're used to it, it doesn't even bother you anymore. 28. For thou wilt light my candle, the Lord Yahweh my God will enlighten my darkness. He will make known to me my problems. That's what God does. Let me explain something to you. Someone with the Holy Spirit, you think they don't know? You think they don't know? Hmm? You, you got to be absolutely crazy if you think someone with the Holy Spirit don't know. Foolish even. Okay? Foolish. Because it is God. It is God. Even stuff that you thought you got away with. Or even stuff that you think that no one knew about. You knew. You always knew. But because someone... Is 
having a walk with God and walks with God, and God's holding their hand, and he's having his spirit live within them. And because someone knows problems and knows their own problems and knows other people's problems only because of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that they can just go around blabbing stuff to people. Because what would you learn from that? You wouldn't learn anything from that at all. Not one thing would you learn from that. Oh, I could just go to pastor and he's going to tell. That's not how it works. I can just go to daddy and he'll just. That's not how it works. You have to learn from everything that you do so that it can be real and it can actually change who you are. If there's no learning from it, you're going to stay in the same place. We serve a great God. For by thee have I run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, El, his way is perfect. The Lord, the word of the Lord Yahweh is tried. Refined. He is a buckler, a shield to all that trust in him, that flee for refuge to God. Listen now. So as you see, Yahweh sees you by your purity in him. You hear his voice, the thunder, the lightning, by your doings. By how your relationship is with Yahweh. Do you love Yahweh with fervent love? Only he knows if you love him with fervent love the way you're supposed to. He knows. Almost done. Luke 3. Luke 3.21. Oh, yeah, here we go. You know when your, your, your wife makes a good meal and you look and you smell it through the house and you come in the kitchen and then you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. Oh yeah, it's time to eat. We about to eat. We about to eat right here. The rest of this is we, we about to eat. We've been eating, but you about to eat. If you if you understand it, we got to give God a reason. We got we have to give God a reason, a reason, a good reason, for Him to even allow you to hear His voice. For him even to allow you to see the miracle and the glory of who he is. Got to give him a reason. Luke 3.21. If you have it, say glory to God. And it reads. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying. The heavens was opened. Imagine seeing that. And the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. Imagine seeing that. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. Praise God. When you give Yahweh a good reason to allow you to see or to hear his holy voice, or to see his holy miracles, you became his delight to his loving heart. And you no longer carry a couple things. You no longer carry pride. 
We no longer carry envy. We no longer carry jealousy, hate. We no longer carry the ways of the world and the spirit of Satan. We no longer carry those things. You carry the purity of your father. How many people going to carry the purity of God? What makes one pure? Pure repentance makes one pure. And loving God with fervent love makes one pure. It's hard for people. It's hard for people to put themselves second. It's hard for people to put themselves third, fourth, or fifth. It's hard for human beings. It's hard for people to become a servant. Because everyone wants to be a king. It's hard for people. It really is. Somebody hear me. Luke 9. Luke 9, verse 22. Let's go a little deeper here. Then after this, one more place and we're done. Luke 9, 22. Watch this. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be slain and be raised the third day. He must bring salvation to the world. To whomsoever will. Key word there. Whomsoever will. Okay. And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, if you hear my voice and you hear my truth and you get it, you understand it, and you change your life, this is what you must do. Let him deny himself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Deny myself. Put myself second, third, fourth, fifth, last. Put myself last. Is that even possible? For most humans, it's not. For people who don't have a pure heart, it's not. For people who like the world and want to be in the world and want to serve the world and want to be a heathen, it's not possible. It's an impossibility for them. But that's what you must do. You must take up that cross daily and follow Christ. Your old ways are no longer needed. 24. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Hey. That makes sense. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. So what must you do? You must, if you try to save your life, meaning if you even try to leave just a little bit of your life as you're trying to do this Christian walk thing, you're going to lose your life. Well, what about me saving my life? What about it? What, what, I mean, what about it? What about me saving my life? For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life, so if you lose your life for Jesus Christ, the life you had before you came into the truth, the life you had before you knew the truth, you will save your own life. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away or be lake of fire? What did you gain out of life? 
Not a doggone thing. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. When he shall come in his glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels. But I tell you of a truth. There be some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Hmm. That will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. That means until judgment day. No one dies. 28. And it came to pass about the eighth day, new beginnings, after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James and went up into the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. He's in the season of spiritual state. He's in the spiritual body, the Mount of Transfiguration here. His body's transfigured. But who did he take? Peter, John, and James. He didn't take the other apostles. He just took those three. Peter, John, and James. Are their hearts pure than the other ones? No. It's not. Because they all got to dwell with God. They all got to stay with Christ. They all sup with Christ. They all saw Christ's miracles. But this is different. This is what the leaders do. This is what lead this is what separate leaders from followers here. Okay? Watch this. And behold, there talked with him two men, not Elias, but Elijah. This is Elijah in the Greek. The prophet of prophet and the law. Who appeared in glory and spake of his, de of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. They got sleepy. Like people do. They get sleepy. And when they were awake, they saw his glory. There you go. If you wake up a little, you're going to see the glory of God. And the two men that stood with him. Imagine seeing Elijah and Moses, which are not dead, with Jesus Christ. So you have the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Melchizedek, King of the Just, King of God's Elect, God, Emmanuel, God with us. The salvation of God. And then you have the law, which is Moses. And then you have the prophets. Of prophets, which is Elijah. And in all of that, it's all wrapped up in Jesus Christ. Because he is the law. And he is the word of God. Glory to God. And it came to pass. As they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. And let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, while he thus spake, there came a cloud and overshadowed them. And they feared as they entered into the cloud. I want you to see this here. And there came a voice out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Listen close. That's what it means. And when the voice was passed, Jesus was found alone. And they kept it close and told no man in those days any of those things 
which they had seen. And you gotta understand that. What they just saw was a miracle. What they just saw was the glory of God. It was the glory of God. And it's because the purity of their heart that they got to see the glory of God. But I don't, I don't want you to be messed up about this. So in other words, to hear Yahweh's voice and to see Yahweh's glory, you must lose your old ways, your old life, and take on the cross of Christ daily with a pure, repented heart and spirit. No hate, no pride, no jealousy, no envy, but the purity. But in purity and love, fervent love. Hebrews 12 to close. So you had the two witnesses with um, Jesus Christ. The two witnesses who will be here in this final generation. Amen? What you had. Hebrews 12, verse 14, in closing, if you have a say glory to God, listen to Paul. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Try your best to live a holy life. Because if you don't try to live a holy life, you will not see the glory of God. Stop peering us again. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up, springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Don't allow bitterness to mess with you. Bitterness is of the devil. It's not of God. And it's a bad thing. If it sets root inside of you. You won't even be able to help anyone. If you have bitterness inside of you. Meaning you won't be able to be a doer for God. So therefore if you're not a doer for God. The purity of that God wants to have inside of you. For him to even be in you. For you to hear his voice on a whole other level. And to see his miracle. It just ain't working. Amen. You have to understand that. That's fair right. 16. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person, male or female. This word profane person is prostitute. A prostitute. Male prostitute or a female prostitute. That's what bitterness brings you to. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. He did not care about his birthright at all. He don't care about God. He didn't care about Jesus. He didn't care about the truth at all. Esau. He just lived his life like the loser he is and was. 17. For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessings... He was rejected. He did nothing to earn the blessings. Your inheritance is God. Is what God gave you. If your parents. Is. Is growing a. Multi-million dollar. Industry. Okay. And. The child refuses. Their inheritance. That is a blessing from God that's supposed to go to your children. And if your children refuse it, they're refusing the heritage of God. You're nuts. You're crazy. Watch this. For ye know 
how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessings, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance. You can't without repentance you can't be pure. Without repentance you can't love God fervently. So there's no purity there. Though he saw it carefully with tears. No one cares about your tears. Okay? You don't go crying to your parents. You cry to God. Amen? That's who you talk to. You cry to God. And why, why, why is he crying to his parents? Because he's bitter with God. He doesn't have a relationship with God. No matter how much he claimed that relationship with God, he doesn't have one. So therefore he gets nothing. 18. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire when Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments. This is go all the way back to what I was speaking of from Psalms 29. From the beginning... And now we're back at the beginning again and the end. Is that not God's signature? Hmm? I am the beginning and I am the end. I am Alpha and the Omega. Do you hear? You get it? You understand who's speaking to you? I hope so. Here we go. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. The Old Testament Yahweh. Here we go, speaking of him again. We're going to sum it all up in this chapter. The one Elijah was talking about. The one that blew off the mountain. The one that made the earthquake come. The one that brought the fire. Watch this. And the sound of the trumpet and the voice of his words, which voice they that heard entreated Moses that the word should not be spoken to them anymore because it was too frightening for them. It was so frightening that when Moses came back down from Mount Sinai, they begged him to wear a veil because his face had the glory of God on it and they were terrified. Watch this. For they could not endure that which was commanded. It was too much. The word of God was too much. If I was to go to Exodus, or when God speaks, when they heard God speaking to Moses, it sounded like thunder and lightning, and it shook the mountain, and it shook everything around them. The presence of God. Glory to God. For they could not endure that which was commanded, and if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart, like I said. But that's not where you are. You're in a different category. You're in the category of grace. You're in the category of Elisha. Elisha. Praise God. That's where you are. Yahweh is my salvation. And so terrible was the sight. That Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion. And unto a city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. And to an innumerable company of angels. Glory to God. To the general assembly 
and the church of the firstborn, the body of Christ, which are written in heaven, your name's written there, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Now, how are you made perfect? How are you just and made perfect? Just men and women made perfect? By the New Testament, by Jesus Christ, by salvation, by Yahweh is my salvation, by the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in his holy name. It makes us perfect. It makes us pure. Glory to God. And to Jesus, the mediator, who stands between you and God, of the new covenant, the new testament, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Yeah, it does. Than that of Abel. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. Don't refuse him. Don't refuse what you hear today. Don't refuse it. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, how much more, hmm, how much more shall not we escape? There's nowhere to go if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven through the Spirit, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. Seven trump, friend. We're all going to be changed to our spiritual bodies at the seventh trump. He's shaking everything because he's coming back. Glory to God. And those people, when he shakes stuff, if you're not on the rock, you will be shooken. Watch this. And this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Are you on the rock? Do you know your God? Wherefore, we receive a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God, our holy God, is a consuming fire. Praise God. There's no getting around who God is, friend. So see, Yahweh is the wind. He is the earthquake. He is the fire. If you refuse the true Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords. If you're not standing on the rock, the true Christ, you are movable. Extremely movable. And your ears and your eyes, they can't see. And they can't hear. Pretty much deaf. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.